Hello and welcome to Get Flushed, the sanitation podcast. My name's Pete and I'll be your host. I want to start this week's show by congratulating Roy Baring and the team at Texan Site Services for a job well done at the PGA Texas Valero Open, which was won by Jordan Spieth last week. Roy and his team were supported at the event by Dave Andres and the team from Sanitrax International, together with Angelique and Dimitri from Airvote. Dave kept in regular touch with me during the event and was quite active posting photos and videos of the Sanitrax units in action. He also sent me a few of the Airvote comments that the team received during the event, and I have to say the feedback was overwhelmingly positive. I'll bring you a more detailed review in due course, but for now, remember that Sanitrax does have some demonstration modules that are available to PROs in the United States. I'd also like to thank Angelique, who signed up as a regular patron, and to everyone else who got in touch last week to let me know how much they enjoyed the conversation with Carleen Koss from the Portable Sanitation Association International. There's still time to sign up for the PSA's Virtual Education Conference, which runs for three days from the 13th to the 15th of April. Visit psai.org for more information. So far in this series, I've really focused on the regimes and processes that go into keeping portable toilets really, really clean. I've looked at standard operating procedures, talked about training and playbooks, and I've worked through a toilet inspection on site. The one aspect I haven't covered is how to share feedback from those inspections with your drivers. And that's the purpose of today's show. That music was the start of Never Understand by the Jesus and Mary Chain, which I included because it's a great example of the use of feedback, which the Oxford English Dictionary defines as a screeching or humming sound caused by the return of the output signal from an amplifier or microphone to the input of the same device. The dictionary also includes two other definitions of feedback, which are perhaps a bit more appropriate to my purposes today. The first is... Information about reactions to a person's performance of a task which is used as the basis for improvement. And the second is the modification or control of a process or system by its result. Now while I'm sure we can all think of a manager that we'd put into the screeching category, today's episode is primarily about how you use information about a task that's been carried out as the basis for improving performance. And if that's done right, it can also lead to the modification or control of a system or process. In other words, talking to drivers about how they clean toilets can and should lead to the further development of the company's standard operating procedures. It's fairly common for companies and organisations to invest huge amounts of time, money and effort into complex staff appraisals or performance review schemes. These typically involve a competency framework where managers and staff assess performance against a range of skills, qualities or attributes that the company deems relevant to the position or role. In most cases, those reviews take place every 6 or 12 months. It doesn't matter where you sit in the organisation, every member of staff should complete a self-assessment and then meet with their line manager who is meant to appraise their performance since the last review. At the end of the meeting, they're supposed to agree objectives and an action plan detailing how the worker, the manager and the organisation are going to develop the worker's experience and skills over the period ahead. In theory, that all sounds great, but in my experience, those systems are generally nothing more than a meaningless and irrelevant form-filling exercise. You see, more often than not, 
the worker isn't too fussed, the managers or supervisors don't have the proper skills or time to do the review, and they haven't really spent any time with the member of staff or observed them at work. And these days, lots of companies are so short-staffed that there just isn't time to send workers away from their frontline role to go on development or training courses. If I go through my collection of old staff appraisals, I see the same old recycled platitudes and phrases every time. Now, I know that sounds really cynical and I readily acknowledge my bias, but it all seems just a massive waste of time. That's a sour and dismal position, but I think it will ring true with a lot of listeners. And I have to say, not everybody has aspirations to move into a leadership or supervisory role or take on extra responsibilities. A lot of the sanitation drivers I know just want to come to work and do their job. And I've said it many times, a lot of them take a huge amount of pride in their work and get satisfaction from doing it well. They don't expect anything more. If we take the desire to do a good job as a starting point, feedback on site visits and toilet inspections can actually be a really useful tool to help drivers assess their performance and improve the way they clean toilets. I don't see the need to set complicated objectives or fill out performance reviews or insist that everyone completes a seven-stage performance plan. I'm going to give you my ideas on how this should work. But first, I'll have to complete some toilet inspections. Now, luckily, I've already done that. Okay, I've run through the checklist. I'll now take a few photos and I'll press save. As soon as I've done that, the report's available, and this one shows that the toilet has scored 9 out of 15, which is 60%. That was audio from Season 2, Episode 2, where I went out to inspect a toilet on site. On that occasion, there were half a dozen issues where the toilet fell below the requirements I set out in my standard operating procedure. The outside of the cabin hadn't been cleaned, the internal walls hadn't been washed or wiped dry, there wasn't enough water in the tank, there was scale in the urinal, and there were four deodorising discs instead of one. Although those six items needed attention, there were another nine that met or exceeded the required standards, and it's really important to remember that. You must include both positives and negatives when giving the feedback. If that was a real inspection, I'd share the results with the driver. I'd start by sending an electronic copy directly from my phone on site. And if the driver was technically challenged, I'd print the report and give them a hard copy. I'm a great fan of being open and transparent. If you put things out in the open, you can get them resolved. Hide things away and they tend to fester. Of course, inspections only hold value if the driver reads the report, understands what needs to be done and acts on it. And to make sure the driver truly understands and changes their behaviour, you have to have a conversation. Inspection reports make great conversation pieces at Smoko or Prestart, but you have to be fair. Calling someone out for the occasional mistake where they've maybe rushed a job or missed a key step might not be politically correct, but in a tight-knit team and with good humour, it can work really well. And that approach might actually keep a lazier teammate on their toes. Where it's not acceptable is when that person's performance falls really, really short of the standard you require. Those conversations are best done one-to-one -one in private. So if I was the manager or the owner of the business, how would I do that? Well, I'd start by making performance conversations part of the organisational norm. Drivers need to feel comfortable talking to management about performance. An occasional chat that only happens when they've done something wrong can actually do more harm than good. Remember, Roy Baring said that you need to bring the playbook to life. Well, this is part of that process. 
If meaningful conversations aren't the norm, I'd start by making time to meet with the driver. I'd be clear about what I want to discuss and why, but I'd take care to make it amenable. I'd avoid a confrontation and I'd avoid being judgmental. Feedback won't be heard if the other person feels that they're being attacked. Now, the key steps I'd go through to share the information are show them the report, let them see the pictures, give them an opportunity to explain and to ask questions, point out where they did meet the standard and then point out where they fell short. Use simple language and focus on just one or two things each time you have the meeting. Explain clearly and carefully what you want the person to do differently. Good examples might be, I want you to remove the old urinal block and leave just one new block in its place. I don't want to see any more than one deodorising disc. I want you to wash and wipe every cabin. Get the person to repeat what you want them to do. And when you finish, set a time and a date for the next meeting and stick to it. A lot of people will find this really tough. Imagine how you'd feel if someone else criticised your driving. So you need to be really careful to choose the right words and the right tone, and the right time, and the right place. You really need to do your part as a boss. Go out with the driver, even if it's just for one or two jobs. Even better, spend a full day or a half day with them. And keep inspecting those toilets. If they know that you take it seriously, they'll take it seriously. What does Dave Andre say? We teach what we allow. These can be tough conversations to have, and you might think it's easier not to have them. But turning a blind eye or sweeping things under the table won't help drivers change their behaviour and it certainly won't change the culture at work. If anything, it will lead to suspicion and mistrust. And when it comes to inspecting those toilets, I don't mean do it once or twice a year just before a six-monthly appraisal. This needs to be done every week. And one or two visits here and there is better than nothing, but I'm talking about regular, ongoing, structured inspections using something like the template I shared in episode two. If you've got a great system for sharing toilet inspections and performance feedback with your team, why not drop me a line and come on the show? Alternatively, if you're an iPhone user, you're most welcome to join me, Dave and Wendy from Service Corps in the sanitation conversation on Clubhouse on Wednesday evenings in the US. Clubhouse is a new audio-only app, but it is only available on iPhone. I spent a bit of time in different rooms over the past week and I've met some really interesting people with great attitudes and even better ideas. The highlight of the week for me was that Snoop Dogg was the moderator in one of the rooms. That's right, Snoop D-O-double-G. Now, I'm not the type of guy who gets starstruck, but finding myself in a room with Snoop leading the conversation just about sums up the craziness of the past 12 months. While I don't imagine that Snoop will be joining us in the sanitation conversation, we have enjoyed some great chat, and we'd welcome anyone and everyone who wants to join in the conversation or just sit in the room and listen to what's being said. That's Wednesday evenings from 7.30pm and I'll put a link to next week's meeting in the notes for today's episode. If you need an invitation to join Clubhouse, message me on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Just search for Get Flushed and we'll do our best to sort you out. Now if you enjoy the show and you'd like to show your appreciation, why not visit buymeacoffee.com slash getflushed where you can, well, buy me a coffee. Alternatively, please visit our Patreon page, that's Patreon slash Get Flushed, where a modest monthly donation will give you early access to the show and bonus material that's not available elsewhere, and I'll give a shout out to any new subscribers in each episode. Once again, thank you for joining me today. I've been Pete, and you've been listening to Get Flushed. (laughs) 